Wow. Welcome to Cuba to You. This channel, this podcast exists to bridge the gap between Cuban Americans and their culture and introduce non-Cubans to Cuban culture. Man, today was a crazy day. So today, I, today's Saturday, the 29th of February, and today in Tampa and in Miami and in other parts of the world, there was a, let me fix the camera here, there was a event, I guess we'll call it that, in Spanish it's called Caravana. Uh, this is something that, what it entails is a bunch of people putting images on their car for whatever cause they're protesting or uh, rising in support of and they drive down the same street and they're all uniting for a similar cause. Today was for Cuba's freedom. There was a lot of people who went out and painted their car, wrote messages on their car, um, and they obviously dominated a street corner and began to just stand in solidarity with Cubans in the island, specifically Jose Angel Ferrer, a Cuban opposition leader who is currently in prison and who's awaiting a sentencing. Really interesting things happened at this event, at this gathering. It was a beautiful, don't get me wrong, it was a beautiful, beautiful gathering. A lot of proud Cubans who really want to see Cuba liberated from a dictatorship. A lot of great people. I got to talk to a couple people there and really just uh, phenomenal individuals were at this event but while I was there I noticed something interesting this event was for Cuba's freedom it was specifically advertised as that however in many ways it was also a collaboration a reunion to also support Donald Trump our president because as you might know, many Cubans are very much in support of Donald Trump because of some of his public stances against communist Cuba and communism in general, and some of his policies that, in the eyes of most Cuban exiles, look like a step forward in defeating communism and thus freeing Cuba. Me, personally, I'm not a... Trump supporter necessarily. I support my president, whoever happens to be in office. I think there are things Trump does that are good, and I think there are other things he does that are not so good. I did not vote for him in 2016. I'm a registered libertarian. These are my, I'm just giving you my, I'm being all totally upfront about my political alliances. Not that it matters. You know, whatever you think is what you think, and you have the right to think it. So I'm not necessarily a Trump fan. Uh, I probably won't vote for him in 2020. Who knows? We'll see. All that to say, I am somebody who is as passionate as anybody about Cuba's freedom. I am somebody who is as passionate as anybody about historical accuracy regarding Cuba and the dictatorship that has existed there for 60 years, over 60 years. I'm a big fan of that. Anything that points in that direction, I support. So, of course, I had no trouble being in an environment where some people were shouting, you know, long live Trump. Some people were 
very excited about Trump. Sometimes the person with the microphone would encourage us to chant for Trump. I didn't, but I had no problem being there. Why? Because I understood and I understand why people vote for who they do. I understand why a Cuban would vote for Donald Trump. Regardless of your political opinion, it would be ignorant to say that you don't understand, or rather, you'd be foolish to not understand why somebody would vote for a candidate who has, on multiple occasions, publicly, publicly, if I can speak, supported movements that you believe other politicians and previous presidents have not that matter to you. I perfectly understand that. I think people seek to broad brush an entire electorate. People might assume that the only way somebody could support a candidate they don't like is because they're ignorant and because they're stupid. I don't see that as the case. Now, my not supporting Trump, my, my not <clears throat> being a Trump fan necessarily, at least technically, because I didn't vote for him, does not mean that I condemn a group of people who are. And perhaps, perhaps misguided they may be, if I believe they were misguided, I can still concede that we agree on most things. Okay, so that, that was my attitude at this event, my attitude at this rally. In general, it was a group of people coming together, publicly advocating for the freedom of political prisoners, publicly advocating for Cuba's freedom. And I cannot look at that and say that that's foolish. I think that'd be so stupid to do just because they are backing a candidate I don't fully agree with politically. I think that would show more egocentricism on my part and less nuance, which I always try to be nuanced, on the things that pertain, on the things that, that it pertains. Now, I bring you to an interesting event that took place at this rally. As I've stated previously, this was a pretty sizable group on the corner of Columbus and Dale Mabry in Tampa, which is where I'm located. I'm a little bit north of Tampa, but um, was you know not that far away. I drove over and immediately I saw a bunch of Cuban flags on the corner of the street. It was a pretty cool environment. There was a, some giant speakers and a DJ was playing uh, some popular Cuban artists, hip hop, salsa, different, different genres. A lot of the content in the songs obviously referring to Cuba and freeing Cuba and the oppression in Cuba. It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful time. I parked on the side of the road. There was a little grassy area that people were parking. I got out, I walked over to where the big group was and it was a cool environment. When they started to chant for Trump and started to talk a lot about Trump, I'm not gonna lie, I felt a little uncomfortable. Part of me was wondering why. Part of me was a little bit annoyed. I kind of wish that it would have had less to do with American politics and more to do with um, with Cuba and more to do with Ferrer, the political prisoner I spoke to you about earlier. 
But I also understand to an extent why they were doing it. I think what they were trying to say was, okay, we want freedom in Cuba. The United States is involved in some way, shape, or form with Cuba. So we want a president in the United States that has our similar interests. They believe that's Donald Trump. I respect them. I'm not sure if I believe it is Donald Trump, but I respect that opinion. And then as I thought about that, I became less annoyed by it, less uncomfortable, and merely just decided to breathe in the ambiance of free Americans and free Cubans standing on a corner screaming what they believe. I thought that that was a beautiful gesture of democracy and a freedom of expression, so I was all for it. No problem at all. Every now and then they would ask us to shout other things that I absolutely shouted, you know, like long live a free Cuba or long live the political prisoners or what have you. So I was, I was a participant in the rally, though I might not have agreed with every nook and cranny of the content of what was being spoken by the leader of said rally. As we're standing there, all enjoying one another's company and listening to music and waving our flags, I brought my Cuban flag. I also brought a autobiography by Angel Pardo, who is a friend of mine, grandfather of a good friend of mine, who was a political prisoner in Cuba for 24 years. And my only goal was to take this book, get it on the news, and also talk to people there about it, and continue to spread his story, a story that that is worthy of spreading. But anyway, we're all standing there, and then out of nowhere, somebody grabs the microphone and starts to say that there's a communist among us. I'm like, what? That was a little shocking, obviously. This is a group of people who are essentially rallying against communism. Not only in Tampa, but in Miami, in Orlando, in Germany. This is going on in a lot of places. And somebody says, there's a communist among us. So everybody starts to walk over to this person who seems to be laughing and arguing with people. From afar, I look at him and everybody's surrounding him and I was slightly worried that there was gonna be some sort of altercation, a physical altercation. Because you have to remember, a lot of the people at this rally are from Cuba, and a lot of them were former political prisoners. A lot of them saw people die. A lot of them have very strong feelings toward communism, toward the Castro brothers, toward socialism. So I was worried that cooler heads would not prevail and somebody would throw a punch or somebody would try to attack this person and at the end of the day, I also did not know who this person was or what they, this person was saying. So I decided to walk over and me and a group of others were trying to get everybody away from him. Some were saying, just ignore him. He's an idiot. Others were saying, just ignore him. He's trying to cause trouble or just ignore him. We're better than this. We shouldn't be starting a fight or getting in people's faces just because they say things we don't like. Though it's understandable, he comes to their rally, starts to say things they don't like, starts to critique them, he's gonna get that response. When the commotion died down just a little bit, I walked over to him, I said, can I ask you a question? He said, yes. I said, why are you here? And I told him, just so you know, I'm not asking that cynically, I genuinely wanna know. I was obviously one of the cooler heads. I said, why are you here? And he started to explain to me that he was a veteran, that he is going to vote for Trump, and that he wants Cuba to be free, and that if somebody gave him a gun, he would go to Cuba right now and kill all the dictators. 
Now, this doesn't sound like a communist. So obviously I'm confused. And I said, okay, so what's the issue? He then tells me what they're doing here in this corner is useless. All of this talking, all of this screaming is useless. That also surprised me. I did not understand what relevance that had. Useless implies that the group is trying to do something that their method does not fit. In other words, useless is you are trying to achieve a goal, but the way you're doing it is not going to work. Therefore, it is useless. But all these people were trying to do was get together and have a uniting of people and have a rally. So if their goal was to have a rally and they were having a rally, it seemed to me pretty useful what they were doing. I asked him, if you are voting for Trump, which is the most polarizing opinion that was set on that street corner, was the support for Trump. That's the only thing I could see someone having any sort of strong negative feelings for. So if you support Trump, you said you're going to vote for him. You want to see Cuba free from dictatorship. Why are you here? Like, why, why are you here to critique the method by which people are sharing your opinion? That seems to me foolish. Now, there was some conspirators in attendance that wondered if this was a lie, if this person was just lying and saying, yeah, I agree with you, but you're, doing, you're going about this the wrong way and trying to cause a problem and trying to incite commotion to make the group look bad. This, this is actually something people do. I'm not saying this is what he was doing, but I know pe this is something that's well documented. People will go to a, to a rally, pretend to be on the side, say something to a group of people, a fight forms, and now the group, the ralliers look really bad. It would be a good tactic to make them look bad. Especially since somebody did grab the microphone and say, this person is a communist, which was foolish. However, there were some people that were wondering whether or not this person was just infiltrating their rally in order to discredit them. I told him that it seemed to me more logical to unite on the things that you agree with considering they are astronomically greater than the things you disagree with and not to cause commotion, not to come and try to divide an already predetermined and pre-planned rally seemed to me a foolish endeavor on his part and seemed to me a useless, a more useless endeavor than what he was calling useless. Because when he, what he told me was, I'm trying to open their eyes. My reply to him was, do you think you're going to like this? Who do you know is going to say, you know what? You're right. What I'm doing is useless as they're doing it. Those are things that are usually understood in retrospect after it's already been done. Nobody's going to admit to you then that it's useless, even if it is useless. And I don't concede that it was useless. So long story short, I found it very interesting to see a couple of dynamics play out. Number one, somebody entering into a rally predetermined, causing useless commotion. I mean, unnecessary commotion. It, there's nothing beneficial in saying what you're doing is useless or what you're doing I don't I don't think is good or I think is 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 ineffective. All you're doing there is sharing your opinion which is going to be unpopular to say the least among a group of people who took time out of their day to stand on a corner 
and talk about something very important to them. Seems to me that's more foolish and more useless than what they were doing. But at, on the other hand, a very interesting dynamic played out in which a group of people who were calling for freedom of speech, who were saying down with dictatorships and down with communism, were trying to silence a person, were trying to, or at least looked as if they were on the verge of attacking someone who said things they didn't like. Now, when I say that's an interesting dynamic, I'm not saying that's what they were doing. I'm not saying that they absolutely were. I'm saying that's what it looked like. So it's not a good look when you're on a corner of a street publicly saying, we support Trump and we want freedom of expression in Cuba. And somebody comes and freely expresses an asinine thing and it's not treated with the same respect. Now, the flip side to that is... If somebody walks into your house and insults you, you're probably not going to be nice to them. You're probably going to tell them, get out of my house. Go away. What are you doing here? And I think in spirit, that's what they were trying to do. But I think they were emotional. And I think their emotional response to him could have easily been taken as intolerance with differing opinions. And I think that in many cases it is. See, I don't think Cubans and I don't think many people in America are really good at listening to diverse opinions and responding to them adequately, even if those opinions are ridiculous. I think it's important, Cubans, if we're really, truly confident that what we believe is true about communism and about the regime in Cuba, and we believe that we have answers for the freedom, for the potential freedom of Cuba, we should fear no dialogue. I understand, though, the anger and the pain of somebody coming up to you and insulting you saying that what you're doing is useless when you've dedicated most of your life and the majority of your day to something that is very important to you so i don't blame them for getting upset do i wish they would have handled their anger better yes because i did because i was just as angry at them sorry i was just as angry as them i felt it too I was upset that somebody was coming in trying to ruin an event that was meant to unite Cubans. And, and somebody who claimed to be Cuban, no less. It was upsetting. But I think it was far more beneficial to go up to this person, talk to them, and challenge them with thoughts. Because he didn't really have an answer for me when I told him, wouldn't you think it'd be better if you united with them toward the same cause? If you feel like you have an answer, why don't you give the answer instead of critiquing all the other answers? He didn't have anything to say to me. I defeated him. I defeated his argument with argument. Other people who were trying to do the same thing, but they were trying to do the same thing a little differently than me. They were trying to do it a little more militantly, a little more belligerent than I was. But both of us shared the same feeling. And so what am I saying? Is the feeling wrong? No. Is it wrong to be offended that somebody would come up to you and say, all of the things you're wanting to do for Cuba are stupid, um, they're useless, they're not going to truly bring about Cuba's freedom? No, I think that anybody who says that should be told, hey, get out of here. What are you doing? Why are you insulting me? Because at that point, they're not even trying to understand you or posing an opposite opinion. They're being insulting. 
So I share in that rage. I won't call it rage. I share in that offense. Okay? I share in that offense. But if we are to be offended, which we will be, I think we, of all people, ought to respond to offense with argument, with rational argument. Because if we hold the truth on our side, nobody can beat us. Nobody can win. I didn't see that at the rally. I saw, I saw desperation. I saw anger. I saw pain. Eventually, though, I saw people come to their senses. And that's what I wanted to get to. Eventually, people walked away from him. People started to realize, you know what? This person's just saying things. Let's just walk away. Tensions were high. And I think it's the fault of that person that got on the microphone and said, hey, there's a communist here. That's not the thing you say to a group of Cubans who are protesting communism. Once they realized it, you know, wasn't technically the case, they, you know, they walked away from him and they just said, you know what, whatever, we're not going to pay attention to this person. And by all accounts, the situation diffused. As I was standing on that corner, and this is one of the things that I found really interesting, somebody approached me with a petition. And this right here is, is a beautiful thing about democracy, what I'm about to say. There was, this was an amazing interaction I had. This person was claiming, or not claiming, but this person was a member of a Republicans group in Tampa. And he was asking for petitions for support for Donald Trump. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what, what, what that petition was going to do. I think he was wanting us to put our information in there so that we can be sent information from his particular group. Either way, good for him. He asked me, you know, do you disagree with the communist or rather socialist trending movement of the Democratic, some Democratic candidates? I'm like, yeah, I do. I, I disagree with that. Uh, would you like to sign to support Donald Trump for four more years of presidency? And I said, no. I looked at him and I said, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm a registered libertarian. Uh, so I'm not, not going to sign it, but, but thank you. And what he told me was, perfectly fine, man. Totally understand. We shook hands and I walked away. Interesting how in a matter of five minutes, there was, in the span of five minutes, there was two interactions of opposing views. And one almost ended in a fight, almost ended in cat catastrophe, while the other, in my case, ended with a handshake and friendliness. Hey, what's your name? Oh, my name is this. Boom. Friendliness. That is possible amongst people with different viewpoints. And the reason it is, is because we agree to unite on that which we agree with. We... We're never going to be united on the thing we disagree with, obviously, but when you unite on the things you agree with, you form solidarity with that person. And by forming solidarity with that person, you honor that person and their just causes. Because everybody, even the ones you disagree with, have just causes. And to categorically deny them entirely, to categorically be against them, is to do the same thing that we hate communists do is to be an absolutist, to be a Sith. <laughs> um, so I found that really interesting. All in all, the event was very successful. I loved it. 
Um, it was a nostalgic feeling. It was good to see a bunch of Cubans out there exercising their free right to express their opinion. And even the young man who came and, and started to stir up some commotion, I mean, he has the freedom to express that as well. But, you know, the people there had the freedom to tell him to, you know, go somewhere. And they did. And all in all, I don't think anybody really com committed any sort of atrocious act, I think, or egregious act. I think everybody was just emotional and, and excited. And somebody coming to rain on the parade wasn't going to be met with, wasn't going to be met well. But all in all, I just want to say that it is important that when we dialogue, that we don't masquerade ourselves as respectful when really what we are is just complicit, but that we don't masquerade ourselves as noble and virtuous and really what we are is bigoted. In other words, don't play friendly with somebody you disagree with by never disagreeing with them. But on the other hand, don't play virtuous and blame your strong opinions for refusing to dialogue with someone who differs from you. Because I have many strong opinions and I dialogue with people who do not share them and that is how change happens. Because arguments win and history and argument and logic and every other measurable data is on our side with regard to Cuba and with regard to communism. And so I fear no dialogue. Communism by nature is the fear of dialogue. So Cubans, especially free ones, should never follow in their footsteps.